Mondo Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. Welcome. Today's, we're doing a kind of special episode. It's called the Cinemondo Mystery Date. <laughs> and to tell you about it, it is uh, the brainchild, uh, Kathy. All of my evil plans. It sounds no, so creepy, thought... brainchild. <laughs> I can brain picture. Child. I can actually picture what a brainchild would look like. <laughs> be really gross and drippy. <laughs> um, so we thought it would be fun to actually do a podcast where we, three of us bring a movie to the table that we don't know what the other one has brought—a secret movie. So we're just going to throw out a movie. We don't know what it is, and you won't know what it is until we tell you. I love it. So we're just going to react. So we're and we see. call it mystery date because you know when you go to movies, sometimes you go on a date, you go see a movie, and like what would what would happen if you went on a date to see a movie and you and the person didn't tell you what the movie was you're going to go see. See, I'm imagining it like that, that mystery sense? date game where right. <laughs> you have the little paper door, and when you open it, oh my god, the nerd is behind it! No, <laughs> so we're going to find out who the nerd is today. And at the end, we're going to see who we thought convinced the others of their movie being the best one brought to the table. I like it. I'm excited. It's a competition. To hear, I'm excited to hear what your movie is and Burke's. <laughs> Mine is uh, is interesting. All right, so who who should kick it off first? Do you want to Burke Mark? You want me to? Yeah, sure. Go let's for let it, Burke, Burke do it. Well, I was I, I watched a movie recently a, a while back that I saw when it came out, and it's a movie that's had a million. It's one of those movies that had a million sequels, right? That and the sequels ruined it pretty much because they just got ridiculous and and overdone and overblown. But the original movie is, you know, it's one of those movies that's tainted by its sequels. But the original movie, if you go back and watch it, it's like, this is a really good movie. Can't wait to find I'm out guessing, what it is. I'm, I'm thinking of all the, uh, you know. Bad the typical, sequels. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of all the bad, I'm thinking of all the, so the obvious movies that had all those hundreds of sequels. You Jaws. Know. Uh, or <laughs> Friday the 13th or, um, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Nightmare oh, yeah. on Elm Street. Similar like to that. that. But this one, I think, got totally forgotten by a generation of people because you never, when you hear young people talking about movies that they like from those days, we always talk about things like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street and, the you know, the franchise horror films. This one is a franchise horror film, and I think probably a lot of people do know about it. But the original film, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Child's Play. Child's Play. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. That was a, it, it, you know, it came, when it came out, I remember liking it. But then I remember the sequel, and then the other sequel, and then the other 20 sequels, and then, you know, Bride of Chucky, and all those things that just sort of, they were just, they turned the Chucky character into, you know, one of those franchise things as marketing deals. But the original movie is is cool. It's got an edge to it. It's kind of an adult movie it's got a it's got a big silly looking doll in it that comes to life it was directed by was it todd holland tom, yeah tom, tom holland or todd it, holland yeah. yeah who did fright night yeah i mean he's yes. a good director mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a it's it's actually a pretty tight little movie and it's also got some really chilling stuff in it and i i know brad Dorif did the, the the voice of chucky for all the other movies i think but um in this one, you actually see him as a as a living person at the beginning of it, and he's this bad guy. You know that you can't be a bad or bad guy than Brad Dourif. You know, and he's he's dying in this toy store after being shot, and he uses this sort of magic to put his soul into a into a toy like a big Cabbage Patch doll. 
Well, you know, you got Brad Dourif. You're already, you know, halfway home to having a good movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, just his yeah. voice was enough. You know, his voice right. coming out of a doll was enough to to totally sell this thing. But it, the idea that that to me is kind of uh, you know chilling about it and, and edgy about it is the fact that it's one of those movies that was kind of rare, it's rare still, where a child is in peril. You know, where you, where a child is being attacked and in this one he's he's being attacked by his own toy you know it's the kind of movie that you definitely don't want kids to see and the and yet there was a little kid in this movie acting in it you know (laughs) i always wonder how they do that yeah and how did that kid deal with the fact that it's like okay this is a toy that's trying to kill you and your mommy (laughs) and and really chucky was always sort of creepy looking even before i mean uh, but in the first one it's very it's different i mean the the doll is is different yeah there's a different and and it feels like there it's not just a doll it has like some there's something about uh the the way uh, like it's injured or the way it moves it feels different it feels like it's kind of really is kind of alive like yeah there is something in there Mm -hmm. i remember that was part, part of it i mean in the later movies the chucky character looked evil he looked you know he had this scary face and this this wild hair and he was always had these stitches all across his face and these glowering eyes but in the original movie part of the part of the edginess of it came from the fact that brad Dourif is this hardcore criminal who you know he can transfer his consciousness into something and of course the last thing he's he he it could have been something cool but no it was this dorky doll you know (laughs) and that's he's desperately trying to get himself out of that doll you know because he doesn't he's and and in the later films chucky's this evil scary character but in this one he didn't want to be chucky he didn't want to be in this who would want to be chucky really yeah i mean he's short he's ugly he's like not even real it would be really annoying (laughs) (laughs) but he can move around you know he can run around and he can also hide in plain sight it's one of those things where you know he can do whatever he wants and then all he has to do is just flop down on the floor and people say oh it's just a toy it's just a doll and there's some great scenes in it too where the kid is in peril you know there's a scene where chucky tells him um to do something and you see the kid you know in the big city in the big dirty city there's this tiny kid carrying this big doll around and he gets on the subway and he goes downtown to this really bad neighborhood and basically so chucky can go in and kill some drug dealer that he has a beef with you know <laughs> and the kid's waiting outside in this really slummy neighborhood and chucky goes in and and you know he's just murdering people and and it's it really puts a little kid and you see this little kid in his big jacket with his you know his big fluffy winter jacket and sitting outside in his little tennis shoes you know <laughs> this awful and where are the ghetto. parents during all this <laughs> see, well I they think he they they think he's been abducted or something i mean he's mm-hmm. he's not um you know he's supposed to be at school or something but he's doing what chucky tells him to do he's oh. chucky is telling him look take me downtown kid take me down to this place and get on the train and get off here and take me over here. You know, <laughs> the kid's doing it because it's his good guy's doll, you know? Mm. Yeah. I hadn't that. seen that since it came out. So I, you know, I really forgot a lot of it, but I remember it was certainly a lot better than the, uh, you know, the ones after it. Yeah. I think who, it's who, worth watching it. Who's the lead. I mean, I know is who's like the, uh, do you remember who the parent, I want to say Jennifer Tilly was in it, but that, I think she was she in, won the sequels. Maybe. She was like the, the I sequels? think she was Bride, Bride of Chucky. Chucky. That's oh right. yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. what I remember. That's right. Um, 
But Todd Holland, or is it Tom Holland? I'm I think it's Tom. Is it Tom? Is yeah. that the is artwork? It, oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Tom from Holland. <laughs> Tom from Holland. Don't look for that. Um, it's he, Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Okay. And he did Fright Night, which I really like. It's a real fun That's uh, a really 80s fun movie. movie. Um, I always remember Roddy McDowell. You know, like, And he's, uh, he directs yeah. a lot of TV, too, now, I think. I think I see his name pop up on some good series. I think so. Yeah. But this had, you know, it had Brad Dourif. It had Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. Um, Sarandon. That's right. Who was in Fright Night. Who That's played right. The yeah. In Fright Night. yeah. And so. Catherine Hicks is who you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Catherine Hicks. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's no. That's uh, I'd love to revisit that one because um, yeah. it was a huge hit. And yeah. uh, I remember seeing it at the theater, but not since then, because I think the sequel just said, ah, you know, yeah. it's I worth going back. It's worth a revisit. I think I have a Chucky doll at work <laughs> on my couch. I will post a picture of it on our Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Uh, because I do have a Chucky doll who, you know, you got to have one. But that's my mystery date movie. That and was excellent. Maybe you guys would like to. It's it's yeah. one of those things like I think a lot of people who like horror films have probably already seen it. But maybe like me, you saw it a long time ago and you've kind of forgotten how good it is. And there's a lot of movies that are worth revisiting. Yeah, I like the revisiting idea because, you know, sometimes movies, they get old and you just don't want to go back. So you remember how you think they were. But then you go back and you're like, this is better than I remember. Yeah, that's exactly the feeling I had when I watched Child's Play. It was like, this is actually really well, real well-made, well-written, great performances. You feel like there's a, there's, I mean, you're scared for this kid, first of all. He's like a little kid. And the kid in it is really good. And uh, there's scenes where he's in in real danger, which was really unusual for films, you know, from back then. And I guess from now, too, you don't normally see kids getting slashed out with knives and chased around by somebody who's trying to kill them. just don't see that enough. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see more of that. You know, I actually, I'm actually surprised, Burke, that you would bring a fun movie like that to the table. I was expecting, like, you know, some black and white esoteric foreign film or something. That oh, because I'm such of. an elitist? Is because that you're so fancy. Oh, uh, because I'm fancy and I hold you're it over fancy. you guys. <laughs> Have you heard of this film? No. <laughs> He's educating us. He is, I know. I believe it's... that last year at Marion Bad is actually a horror film in disguise. <laughs> well, another movie from that time period that had a, had a um, well, I'm, that had a child in peril was Aliens. Right? right. Yes. Was, that was one that I was remember like, wow, there's just, this young girl is just, you know. Uh, but like her piercing voice, I really did sort of want to see the alien get her. I was so tired of hearing it by halfway through. I'm like, oh, please. And you know, she was, didn't, didn't do one one thing, Carrie Hen, after that. Oh, you know, I think she's a movie. school teacher now or something. Yeah, that was it. You know. They I mostly wonder... come out at night. Mostly. <laughs> I, I know. Redly, redly. No, mostly, yeah. That was just like, it's, it's like the word moist. It just goes right through you. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so there's one. Okay, Mark, well mystery done. date. Who's well, behind the door? This one's uh, from. This one is a movie I never saw, so I'm not revisiting this one. I okay. was visiting. Brand new. So 1976, hmm. uh, 70s. Yeah, uh, Larry Cohen directed. I'm gonna see if he. So Larry Cohen did It's Alive. Uh, we get to guess, right? What's that? We have to guess. You have what to, the movie. Well, is you it can cue. Basket not, case. It's not cue. Uh, it's not, alive. It's not. A, it's alive. Basket. It was 1976. Did you do start, case? No, that oh. was Frank. Henry oh, that's Lander. right. That's right. Um, stars Tony Lobianco, who was in The French Connection and The Seven Ups, a classic 70s New York cop guy, and he plays that in this movie. And it's about the movie opens up New York City, Manhattan. There's a guy on a on a, on a uh, water tower, and he's picking off people. He's got a. Do you know this movie? Oh, a sniper. Yeah. What's it called? You tell me. 
God told me to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have, okay, you, have, have you have you guys one. seen yeah, that one? Yeah. I saw it years ago. Yep. Yeah. So I had never seen it. It was always one of those, I got to see it. So for this, I watched it. And I, I thought it was just really wild. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. all over the place. And that's like Larry Cohen. The movie is like half of it's really sort of smart, really good performances. I mean, Sandy Dennis is in it. Uh, Sylvia Sidney, Deborah Raffin, you know. Uh, really good actors and they do really well and so it goes from sort of like a New York City crime drama where they're trying to figure out why this uh, this sniper was killing all these people and of course right before he falls off the uh, the building they ask him why did you do that and he goes God told me to uh, how many people use that as an excuse seriously yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it's people, all because of this movie <laughs> And there's another scene where there's a there's a, a parade and the the uh, NYPD is marching in the parade, and one of the cops and this is my uh, secret. Uh, there's a cameo here that's great. It's not a cameo. It's the first role of this actor. He is billed as the police assassin because right in the middle of the parade, he takes out his revolver and starts shooting people. Oh. The actor was Andy Kaufman. Oh! Really? Yeah. Wow. That's weird. So weird. And he started playing a straight, you know, it's a straight, he's shooting people, then he gets finally gets, you know, uh, dragged down, and uh, he gets shot, and they said, why'd you do that? And he goes, you know, God told me to. That, that was Andy Kaufman. Anyway, it goes on, it goes really into cool. a- alien abduction, it, it's part <laughs> soap opera, it's cr- uh, hermaphrodites, it goes, it's <laughs> really all over the What's place. What's a movie without hermaphrodites? <laughs> Gotta add that to the mix. So it's a weird mix of New York City crime drama and... Uh, all these other disparate, um, you know, genres that come in, and some of them work really well, and some of them don't work at all. But overall, it makes for a really interesting watch. That's you yeah. don't know where it's going, and that's kind of typically Larry Cohen. He's sort of, uh, I, I looked him up. He's got like ninety writer credits. Yeah. You know, he started writing for like Zane Grey Theater and uh, you know Suspense Theater in the early '60s. Then he did that show, The Invaders. He was a co-creator yeah. of that. And then he started doing these independent movies, which you know are all over the place. And he's still working today, making yeah. movies. The stuff That's was really that cool. movie about like that Cool Whip that killed With people. Garrett oh, Morris, right. yeah, you have yeah. Garrett Morris. Yeah, Garrett Morris is in that. So he's just sort of an interesting guy, and uh, his movies are interesting. I wouldn't yeah. say they're you know they're great movies, but they're not boring. And uh, and this flew by, and it was just interesting to see some. I, I wonder, like somebody like to- Tony Lobianco, who was like a serious actor, who was in like French Connection, right. you know, did this movie that's like sort of a cop drama. Then he probably went and saw and said, "What's this UFO, <laughs> you know, alien abduction <laughs> stuff that was cut in here?" And <laughs> it, made, it made it so I can imagine what they were thinking. Like, hmm, that's not the movie I thought that's I was really making. Funny. But it was that's fun. what happens when you do a Larry Cohen movie, though. It was sort of a that's true. kind of a given at that point, even right? Or was that one of his earlier films? Uh, no, it was it was after It's a Lie, which was sort of a, a hit for him. Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, so it was kind of right in the middle seventies where he was sort of you know fairly prolific. So yeah, I think they probably knew what they were getting themselves into. Right. I think, <laughs> but boy, oh boy, even watching it, it just gets crazier and crazier. You know, that sounds fun. Richard Lynch, who's an interesting actor, yeah. who you've probably seen in a lot of. He's just kind of has this interesting face, and he plays this sort of uh, Jesus-like character who is in, living in the uh, a dungeon, and it. But you never see his face; it's blurred out. And he has an orifice in his chest that is where you can, he can uh, give birth to, <laughs> to oh, something. God. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weird. It's all over. It's just hard, kind of hard. But it's it's and somehow he's the brother of Tony Lobianco. It just goes 
off on some crazy yeah, David Cronenbergish. It is. It's very Cronenbergish. So it's like just let it wash over you. Don't try <laughs> to like get too literal about it. Yeah, and there's even like soap opera elements to it. Like for 15 minutes, it's kind of like a soap opera. It's <laughs> so like weird. yeah, it's so, so you get a bunch of movies in one movie. It's it's 92 minutes that. Uh, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, which I always applaud. Yeah. yeah. At the end, you go, you know what? That, that, that didn't quite work, but it wasn't boring. It might have been overly ambitious, but it's better than not being yeah, ambitious yeah. enough. Yeah. And it's sometimes there's different reasons to watch movies. Sometimes I want to watch something that's going to be, you know, enriching and enlightening and all those kind of things. But then other times you just want to watch something that, that does just go over the top. And you want to see Richard Lynch with an orifice. Yeah. You know, that's it's what you're going trash. for. <laughs> Something with an orifice. Yeah. That word is that's so tough. Like, that's another one of those words. Word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's my mystery date movie. So that I think if good. I if I went out, you know, with uh, with my mystery date to that movie, they probably wouldn't want to go out with me again. That would probably be a, a one-off. <laughs> Depends on, on your date, though. No sequels. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I think it's, uh, I enjoyed it, so. That's I think your wife me. would love that movie, actually. <laughs> Did she watch it with you? No, she didn't. No, oh. no. Okay. Maybe a little too odd for her, but it was, um, I recommend it. So there you go. <laughs> the movie with the orifice. <laughs> God told me to. God, God told, told me, me to. What year was that made? 1976. 76. And oh, okay. if you're, uh, there's some interesting religious overtones to it, mm. too, which, you know. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Religious alien cops. Yeah, all that stuff. Excellent. Uh, How about you, Kathy? Okay, so behind my door is, it's a more current film. It's from 2014. It's it's from the screenwriter and director of the Tigger movie. Does anyone know what this is yet? (laughs) Okay. Mm. So it's, uh, it's called Blood Punch. And it's a really, it's... I've never even heard of this one. I know. It's a really obscure one, but it's actually, it's one of those movies that's, you know, we we reviewed Happy Death Day, Mm -hmm. and um, it was sort of a Groundhog Day aspect. This one is sort of along the same lines, but it's more like kind of a film noir angle on meth dealers in a time loop, if you can imagine. So they, (laughs) and it's the uh, actors and... uh, the same team that directed the Tigger movies, they also also did the uh, Power Rangers RPM. So it's all kind of this little group of people that are making projects. So this movie actually really kicked ass. So it had just enough gore. It's uh, young and exciting. Um, it basically, uh, the premise is there's kind of a, a femme fatale type. It, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Brick. Mm-hmm, Brick. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you have the femme fatale who is this young woman who... Uh, seduces this kind of super nerd and they're married in real life so there's kind of a nice you know you can tell they work together mm-hmm. <laughs> so she seduces him into hey let's make some money together we'll sell meth I have a dealer and so when they find the dealer it turns out it's her actual boyfriend and um, I don't know why that keeps going <laughs> sorry and so they uh, go out to this cabin and they're gonna just this the kid that she seduced is sort of like um Breaking Bad, where he knows a great formula for making meth. It's his own special formula, so he's going to make everyone rich. They have the connections. He has the product. So they go out to this cabin, and he wakes up on the couch, and he hears the wind chimes, and he looks out the door, and he sees the girl out on the porch, and then her boyfriend comes walking over, and he's like, so what should we have for breakfast? How about pancakes? And so then everything starts going awry. It's like, at this point... 
um, the boyfriend comes in, he's trying to kill the guy. Then he fights back and kills the boyfriend. And then the next thing you know, he's waking up again on the couch. The guy's coming in saying, what are we having for breakfast? Everyone's alive. Um, so it's kind of like a repeat over and over. And it's that same trick of like, how are they, what's the trick for getting out of this time loop? But what was kind of, and you don't want to say too much about it because they have right. a lot of really fun twists that you haven't, that we didn't see in death day. They were kind of fun. But, um, the, I think the kind of fun part is if you're actually doing, if you're actually caught in a loop like this, you get very cavalier about the murders. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, he starts walking in, they're like, bam, they just shoot him in the head. It's like, they're just like, okay, like let's a, just move on from this. <laughs> the boyfriend's coming in. Um, well, it's like a video. I think one of these things that you, reason we're seeing movies like this is because it feels kind of like a video game. When you play a game and you get killed, you go back to where you last saved yes. and you start again. And now you know to not go into that room because there's something in there that's going to kill me. Exactly. So you learn it. And I think it's that video game mentality that may be spawning these, these that's films. That's true. Cause you feel like you should get another chance. Yeah. Another life. And it even, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of giving it a tone that it's, it's more kind of slapsticky than it is. It actually sort of feels a little bit like twin peaks, the return. It has a weird sort of seriousness and, um, supernatural aspect. That's, that's sort of campy, but then it's not. So it's a very hard movie. I, I almost, it was a hard movie to bring up because you can't even really talk about it too much because the surprise is the whole part, the whole right benefit of this movie. But uh, it's, you know, it's another, it's a film directed by a woman. It's, you know, their only kind of horror project they've had and they really, really pulled it off. I was going to say, because, you know, the Tigger movie and the Power Rangers are, you know, <laughs> G or PG. Exactly. Is, is in this one, they've decided, this we're going to go for... They're like um, working it out, like, no kid stuff this time. <laughs> we're going to make this really good. And they have some really fun gore and it's... Um, <laughs> I know it sounds weird to say fun gore, but it is fun, <laughs> fun gore. But that's my movie from New Zealand. Oh, it's New Zealand. It's a New Zealand yes. film. Okay, oh. I didn't know the Tigger movie was a New Zealand production. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. either. Um, well, I, I, you know, I like any of those movies where somebody has to go back and and revisit the same day and figure out, you know, as we know. But um, I will definitely check it out because it's it sounds really like good. it ticks all the boxes. It's really that fun. might be a, a a good future episode. Is you know, if we go into sci-fi a little bit, is to do really good time travel movies. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's so many sort of mind-blowing time travel movies like Primer and everything from Primer to Back to the Future, I think, are use that premise really well. And it does kind of make you, it makes you think, you know, because it becomes a game, becomes like how many moves ahead can you think, like a chess game, a lot of times. You Especially know. Primer. Yeah. That one is, you know, <laughs> it's like... Uh, Okay, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I've seen that like two or three times. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, you know, not ashamed to say I still don't quite understand it. But that... I had to yeah. look at a diagram online to, to go, oh, I see how it works now. Because oh, there's a... Yeah, there's there's trickery, you know, there's... Trickery is there's, a foot. <laughs> yes. It's, but it, what a great, what a great little film. What a, like low budget really good basically done in a, like a storage room you know, yeah storage yeah. facility like, and wow. just in a really mundane neighborhood and yeah. office parks and things like that and mm-hmm. and a few locations that looked like they were stolen but yeah that's <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah i like i like those kind of movies because it, it makes you makes you re- yes. darwin 
Okay, I guess I win because he was barking yeah, he, during my Darwin segments. Darwin is a uh, blood punch blood fan. punch fan. Yeah, he's God told me to got nothing. He's responding to time travel movies. I think he likes time travel movies. He does seem to get excited when we talk about time travel. He wants to go back in time so he can have breakfast again. Time. Just, can I go through the time loop of breakfast, please? Yeah, or speed up time so we can have dinner. Right. Or just put the time I got the snack on a loop. <laughs> So there it is, our mystery date uh, episode where we got to have a bunch of surprise movies. I like yeah. surprising these two. Yeah, it was fun. Well, it's interesting what we could, what the idea is is that to sort of go back to movies that people might want to either revisit or things they may not not have heard of, and to determine whether or not they would have liked to be surprised with this movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you if you if somebody sat you down and showed you this movie, would you would somebody like it? You know. And of course, a lot of the movies that we're going to pick are going to be kind of unusual, unusual films. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably you're probably going to like our mystery date movies. <laughs> I, I would expect you've probably seen at least one of them if yeah. you're listening to this podcast. And if you haven't, you're hearing about a movie that you want to see now. Because well, my like when, search is always for movies I haven't seen. Well, I feel like I've seen everything. Yeah. Well, again, when you you know if, if you're going to put on Netflix or any streaming service and there's always the newer movies and you look and go, I've seen all these or I don't want to see these, but there's so many more films that are older that are, you have yeah. to dig deep for them. Yep. And uh, there's just so many great surprises there. And that's yeah. what we're searching out. And, and we're trying, you know, so. there's so much new stuff on Netflix and, you know, they bring in all the, the foreign acquisitions and, you know, we want to watch those for you so that you can then oh. either not watch them or find them. <laughs> But there's also I, I I like the fact that we're going into older films too because there's so much older stuff that I think people avoid because there is so much out there now. There's so much on Netflix and it's so hard to decide. You know, you feel like you want to watch a movie and you look at this big list of, you know, recommended for you because you like this one. Here's a bunch that yep. and it, there's like 7,000 movies on there. <laughs> and it's it's not like we're going to sit down and watch 7,000 movies and report accurately on all of them but we're gonna we're gonna damn well try we're gonna try <laughs> we're gonna see what we can do i don't know we watch a lot of movies and we like really good stuff we have really good taste so and really bad stuff too sometimes good <laughs> you'll take the good with the bad all right but anyway that's it for the mystery date episode mystery of date. cinemondo podcast i hope everybody <laughs> found something they liked on their date and don't forget to like us on facebook instagram Twitter. And Twitter, which is at hashtag CinemondoPod. Do we have a MySpace page? Well, oh. we will. We will find one very soon. You can also catch us on AOL and other yeah. ancient things like Napster. <laughs> yeah. Can we have a song on Napster? What? Download us on Napster. <laughs> All right, everybody. See, See you next time. Bye. Take it easy. Cinemondo signing off. Bye.